Elder Shanina Walker, and thank you for joining me today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Today on our Let's Wrap readings, we're going to be speaking on the subject of receiving the promise without the plan. Our lesson today is going to be coming from Genesis, the 12th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Let's read. Today I'll be reading from the International Version, Genesis 12 and 1. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country your people, and your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you unto a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whosoever curse you, I will curse and all people on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old. When he had set out for Haran, he took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, and all the possessions that he had accumulated and the people that had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. As we look at Genesis chapter 12, it's pretty evident what's going on. We see that the Lord has said unto Abraham to go, to get out from among your country, to get out from among your people and your father's house, to the land I will show you. He promised Abraham that he is going to make his nation great. He promised him that he would bless him. He promised him that he would make his name great. He told him that whosoever bless you, I'll bless them. But whosoever curse you, I will curse them. He said all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. The only thing he told Abraham to do was go. We see in the fourth verse where the Bible says Abraham went. As the Lord had told him, Abraham was obedient unto God. He didn't begin to ask questions. Why do you want me to leave from among my people? Why should I do this? Why should I do that? Lord, we're set up here. Lord, you want me to move? You want me to start all over again? No, the Bible says Abraham went as the Lord told him. We also see that the Bible says, and Lot went with him. As I begin to look into that and I begin to think about it, the Bible says, and Lot went with him. It didn't say one time that Abraham said, come on, Lot, you need to go with me because God just told me to leave. Sometimes instead of us moving out and being obedient to God and what he said to us, we want to try to pull somebody along with us. But that didn't happen here. The Bible says that Lot went with him. Abraham, no doubt, said, uh, I'm leaving. Um, God spoke to me and Sarah, and he told us it's time for me to leave from among my people, among my father's house and the land, and go to a land that he has showed me. Um, So I'm out. (laughs) It's time for me to go. I have to go. God spoke, and I have to move. And the Bible says that Lot went with him. So no doubt in my mind, brother Lot said, oh, wait a minute. You ain't just leaving me like this. I'm going with you. I'm going too. So Abraham wasn't going to tell his nephew, no, no, you can't go with me. Even though the Bible said, the Lord said unto Abraham, go from your country, your people, your father's house. So in actuality, Abraham was to leave, leave everything that he knew. Sometimes the hardest thing for us to do is walk away from a comfort zone, walk away from the people that we know and love and start all over. But God was testing. God was testing his faith. God was testing Abraham to see if he would be obedient to what he has spoken over his life. God had gave Abraham a promise. He gave him a promise, but he didn't give him the plan. He didn't tell him what he was going to have to face along the way. He just told him to go. He instructed Abraham to go from his country, to go from his people and his father's house. A 
lot of times God has to get us away from the people in our lives because sometimes even our own family members that we spend time around, there's always chaos. There's always some, some trouble or some drama going on. Sometimes you just got to get away from that. Break away. God wanted Abraham and Sarah to get a clean start so he could hear him and only him alone. But as we can see, it didn't happen like that because the Bible says Lot went with him. I could just imagine in my mind, you know how it is when God give you good news. You want to share that good news with everyone. God had promised Abraham all these things. He was going to make him great. He was going to make his name great. He was going to make him a great nation. And I imagine he shared that with his nephew Lot. And Lot said, I'm not missing out on these blessings. If God's going to make you great, I'm going to be a part of that blessing. So I'm going with you. God gave him a promise. And Abraham was excited about the promise, so he was obedient to God. He jumped up and he said, I'm, I'm out of here. God said, go. He told me what he's going to do for me. I'm going. But what God did not tell him or what God did not show him was the plan. I'm sure God didn't tell Abraham how far he was going to go, how long of a journey it would be before he get to the land in which he had uh, promised him or showed him. It says Abraham traveled through the land as, as far as he could go. He continued to travel and to travel. And at that time, the Canaanites were in the land. It said the Lord appeared to Abraham and all along the way as he traveled and as Abraham went to the land that God had shown him, God confirmed his promise to Abraham. We see in the sixth verse again, it says, and the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to your offsprings, I will give this land. So Abraham built the altar to the Lord who had appeared unto him. Even here, God was continuing to promise, uh, give Abraham the promise that he will make him great. He promised him, He's promising him right now that he's going to give him an offspring. Because at this time, Abraham and Sarah didn't have any children at all. As a matter of fact, Abraham was 75 years old. But God continued to let him know that you're going to be great. And it's going to come through the offspring that I'm going to give you. So we see that as he traveled along, as I told you before, God gave him the promise. Abraham grabbed a hold to the promise, receiving the promise without the plan. He didn't show him that in the 10th verse, while he was out there, famine was going to come in the land. So in the 10th verse, we see now there was a famine in the land and Abraham went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. A lot of time God will give us a promise. We'll run out on that promise. We begin to go and we're, we're good. We have faith. We're excited. We're jubilant. But when famine comes, when trouble comes, when adversity comes our way, what do we do with it? Do we continue to hold on to the promise and trust that God has a plan and his plan is greater than our plan and we don't have to know the plan, but we just know the promise and we receive the promise and we hold it on to it? We see that Abraham, they went down to Egypt. Abraham knew that Sarah was beautiful and he was afraid that they were going to kill him. So now he's in fear. He's out here in a country that he don't know. He's out here in a foreign place. And now he's afraid for his life that surely they're going to kill me uh, because Sarah is so beautiful. They're going to take her. So I'm going to let them know to tell them that she's my sister. So we know the story on how Abraham went on and, and he told him that Sarah was in fact his sister and uh, instead of his wife. And we know that Pharaoh took her in. And he entreated Abraham well. Abraham uh, received a lot of possessions. He received sheep and cattle and donkeys and female and male servants and camels, all because of Sarah. And But the Lord revealed to Pharaoh that this was in fact Abraham's wife and not his sister. But we also see in that 19th verse where Pharaoh said, why did you say that she is my sister? And he told him, he said, take her, take your wife. 
now and go. Take her and go. So uh, Pharaoh ordered uh, Abraham and his men uh, and sent them away and sent his wife and everything that he had gave them. So Abraham came out pretty good out of the situation. Although he had a promise from God, he didn't see the plan. He doesn't know the plan. So he's still going day by day and don't really know the plan. But as we can see, some of the plan is already unfolding. God had already promised him that I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. Abraham just got a blessing beyond blessings. He left there with a whole lot. And this wasn't going to be the last time that Abraham received such a blessing. So we see that God has a plan. All we have to do is receive the promise. Hold on to the promise. You don't always have to know the plan, but just follow the promise. Now we go over to Genesis, the 13th chapter. And we know that in this particular chapter that Abraham and Lot uh, began to be separated. Uh, remember again, Lot came with him. Lot went with Abraham. Even after God told Abraham to get him up from among your people, from among your country, from among your father's house. But Lot, he refused to be left. So Lot went with him and Abraham took him along after he decided to go. But we see over in uh, the 13th chapter of Genesis in the 8th verse, the Bible says, So Abraham said unto Lot, because what happened was they had begun to quarrel among themselves, their cattlemen. The land seemed too small that it could not support them all while they stayed there. And for their possessions had become so great. So God had already begun to bless them so much and so greatly that they were unable to stay together. And, and quarrel arose between Abraham herdsmen and Lot herdsmen. And see that same family drama and the <laughs> same situations. No doubt the same situations that he left behind in here where there was a lot of family drama and a lot of arguing and quarreling going on among them that God took them out of. Now that has came along with him. That's why we have to totally uh, abandon everything that we know. When God says move, although he said, I'm coming with you, maybe Abraham should have said, nope, I'm sorry. Um, you're going to have to stay out, stay on this one. You can't go with me. But Abraham didn't turn him down. He took him with him and we see what happened. But how many know when God has a blessing for you, what God has for you, it is for you. That no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. So even though that they, they begin to quarrel among themselves and Abraham um, them begin to look over the whole land that was before them. And Abraham being a reasonable man, he began to tell Lot, you go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Just look and see what you want, where you want to go, because this land is big enough for both of us. You can go wherever you so choose. And it's almost humorous. When I look at, at the 10th verse, the Bible began to say, and this tells you a lot about the character of Lot. And this is why, no doubt, God wanted Abraham to get from among his people, get from among um, his kindred and his father's house. Because we know, we know our family and we know we, you know, a lot of them are like-minded and a lot of spirits follow certain families and, and certain things. But we see in the 10th verse, it said, Lot looked around and he saw that the whole plan of Jordan towards Zor was well watered like the, a garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself the whole plan of Jordan set towards the eastward. So he's going to look out there after Abraham told him to choose. He looked over and decided, hmm, this looks like it might be better right here. So that tells you a lot about the character. He wanted to take the best for himself. After his uh, uncle done brought him along with him, now let him partake in his blessings. Because you remember, Abraham then received all they uh, uh, possessed because of Sarah, uh, because of Abraham's wife. So now Lot is blessed because of the blessings on, on Abraham. How many know when people or around you, the same blessings that are upon you, those blessings are going to trinkle down upon them if they follow in your circle. 
And, and lie, he wasn't a fool. That's why he wanted to go. When Abraham said, God is going to bless me, he, he already promised me he's going to make me great. I, I believe that Lot was an opportunist and he saw an opportunity to be, be blessed. And we can see right here, his character is coming through, revealing the opportunities that he truly was. We can truly see that Lot chose the best for himself. But what Lot Lot had that nature in him, that sin nature, that nature that never left him. And how many know people are drawn to that which is in them? So he never, Abraham was obedient to God. Abraham was humble to God. Abraham was a willing servant of God. But Lot, I truly believe Lot came along for the ride. If we look down here a little farther, the Bible says that the two men parted company. Abraham lived in the land of Canaan, while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tent near Sodom. And the Bible says, now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. Now see, how ironic is that? that, that and, and this tells you a lot, again, as I stated, about the character of Lot. Because when Lot took that land, and, and he pitched his tent towards the most wicked city it was. And we know that uh, as we go forward in the Bible, God uh, eventually destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because the sin was so great. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are. So God was encouraging Abraham all along the way. He gave him a promise, but he didn't give him the plan. That no matter who come in your life, and, he, and don't worry about him taking the best. Because he said, look around where you are, to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. Again, God is re confirming his promise to Abraham. Letting him know that he is going to have an offspring one day you are going to have a child or a son and this is going to be theirs. You're going to be great. He said, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth. God says, so that if anybody can count the dust, then your offspring can be counted. We know that dust is very little, tiny, fine particles. It's impossible to count the dust. It's impossible to count. So in other words, it's going to be impossible to even number or count the offsprings of Abraham. The Bible or God began to tell Abraham to go walk through the length and the breadth of the land for I am giving it to you. So again, God is continuing to reaffirm his promise. Abraham has received the promise without the plan. He still don't know the complete plan or the totality of what God has in store for his life. Now, when we look at the 14th verse, we see that in this particular chapter, Abraham has to rescue Lot. We see that uh, 14 and 12, Lot and his possessions and everything that he had got carried away into captivity by living in Sodom. So now his tent, and, and we see now that his tent is not just pitched to Sodom. He's actually moved into the city. 14th chapter of Genesis, 11th verse reads, and the four kings seized the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food. Then they went away. They also carried off Abraham's nephew Lot and his possessions since he was living in Sodom. So again, whatever's in you is going to come out. And this is why God, I'm sure, told him to get from among your kindreds, get from among your father's house. So now all the drama, all the, the issues, all the trouble, all the, no doubt Abraham was over there in, in the land of Canaan and he was relaxed and he was chilled and he was in peace and he was enjoying God. Once you find peace, protect peace at any cost. Break away from those family members. Sometimes you have to cut people off. Yes, even family, cut them off. If it means protecting your sanity, if it means protecting your relationship with God, if it means being obedient to the word of God, cut them 
off. So we see in the 14th chapter and the 15th verse that during the night, Abraham devised his men and they attacked and they pursued and he recovered all the goods and brought back his relative lot and his possessions and together with all the women and the people. So Abraham had to go in bring his nephew out of this situation, which put his life in jeopardy, his family life in jeopardy by having to go after him just to rescue him. God gave Abraham a promise, but he never told him the plan. He never showed him where if you take this man along with you, you're going to run into all kinds of problems. Y'all going to fall out. Y'all going to have to separate. You're going to have to go rescue him. God give us a promise, but he never shows us the end result of the plan. We have to trust God's plan. God has a plan. Trust the plan. Now, finally, we're where we want to be. The 15th chapter and the Lord's covenant with Abraham. We see that the 15th chapter, it says, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. God began to speak to Abraham and said, do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your very great reward. And Abraham said, sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar Damascus. And Abraham said, you have given me no children. So a servant in my household will be my heir. And then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is of your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up into the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said unto him, so shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him for righteousness. We can clearly see in this 15th verse where the Lord has made his covenant with Abraham and he has again confirmed to Abraham that no, your heir is not going to be your servant. I am going to give you a child. I'm going to give you a son who is going to be flesh of, uh, of your flesh and of your blood. That's who's going to be your heir and look up at the stars in the sky. He begins to count the stars. If indeed you can count them, there's so many, you can't count them. So shall your offspring be. And Abraham believed God. Abraham didn't have the plan still, but he believed God. And it was credited to him as righteousness because he believed God. Abraham trusted God and what he said. God never gave him the plan, but he gave him the promise. God had to get him from among his people, from among his father's house, so that the promise might be fulfilled through him. He had to take Abraham out by himself, away from everyone. He still ended up separating him from Lot. When God said, get from among them, God means get from among them. At any means necessary, whatever his plan is, it's going to come to pass. So I encourage someone today, receive the promise without the plan. We don't always have to know the plan, just receive the promise. Let's apply. When I think about the story of Abraham, in no way can I even begin to compare my own life to Abraham's story. However, there was quite a bit of similarities. I recall when we first left Georgia, that was about the hardest thing I ever had to do. But yet, uh, out of desperation, I felt like um, that was the best thing to do for my family. I thought about how I, I called my mom on the phone and she was at work and I said, we're leaving. And, and we only told a couple of people that we were leaving and we just um, got our kids, grabbed the money that we had out of the bank, got the kids out of school, packed everything that we could into our little Honda Accord, 88 Honda Accord with about $400 or $500 in our pocket. And we were out um, just moving, moving by faith and didn't even realize that we were moving by faith. God said to leave. And that's what, exactly what we did. We didn't know. We didn't know the plan. All I knew is that God had gave me a promise that this was my husband. This was my family. God had gave me a promise for a ministry that was going to be blessed. 
I was going to be a blessing to others. God uh, throughout the years has showed me great things. Many times God has spoken to my spirit concerning certain things uh, that will come to pass in my life. Uh, certain promises that he had given me. I never had a problem receiving or understanding what he was saying to me concerning the promise. I understood what he was saying when he said he was going to bless me. I, I understood when he said I was going to walk in greatness and, and they that know their God shall do exploits. I understood all of that. But what I didn't understand or what I had not received from God was the plan. He allowed me to see the promise, but God, what about the plan? God began to speak to me and saying, you don't need to worry. You don't need to worry about the plan. Just keep your eyes on the promise for it's not the problem until you take your eyes off the promise and start putting your hands in the plan. There's not going to be a problem, Shanina. Just keep your eyes on the promise. Once you take your eyes, once you take your eyes off the promise and put your hand in the plan, that's when there's going to be a problem. Jeremiah 29 and 11 that we talked about on last week told us, for I know the plans I have toward you, says the Lord. There are plans of good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God began to speak to my heart and he began to let me know it's my plan, not yours. So just receive the promise and let me handle the plans. So many times we as people, we want to know God's plan. We want to know how he going to do it, when he going to do it. How long is it going to take them to bring it to the past? And, and we'll wait and we'll wait. And it seems like we waited for so long. And, and then that's when we get impatient and we want to put our hands in it. And we want to try to work it out. And God said he don't need our help. He can, he's the one that's going to work it out. And we know that as we read um, more into the book of Genesis, that's what happened with Sarah. The promises had came. Abraham received the promise. Abraham was faithful to the promise. He didn't stagger concerning the promise. But we know that Sarah got impatient. She wanted to get in a hurry. So she wanted to give him um, her handmaid, which caused a lot of issues in the household. I'm reminded of my own life, like when we first moved here and the things that we had been getting to go through in our marriage and our marriage was in turmoil and I was uh, faithfully serving God and trying to hold on to the promises that God had gave me. But just like Sarah, I became impatient and I, I began to, to feel like it's taking too long. God, I, I can handle this. God, you're moving a little bit too slow. I got this. I know what to do. I know what to do about him and I can, I can fix this. And how many know when we go put our hand in the plan, we're messing up. So I encourage someone today to receive the promise. Don't worry about the plan. God already has that in control. All you have to do is receive the promise. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for this lesson today. God, I thank you for the story of Abraham and Sarah. I thank you how you allow us to look over their lives and see, oh God, how Abraham was faithful and how he did not stagger at the promise, oh God, but he held on God. Even though he didn't know the plan, he received the promise. Help us today, God. Help us to walk in faith, oh God. Not by uh, sight, God, but by faith. That we might hold on to your promises, oh God. And we might know that you have the plan for our life, God. You know the thoughts that you think towards us. Thoughts of good and not evil. Lord, we just praise you. We glorify you. Everyone on the side of my voice that might be weary, that might be wavering, oh God. That might feel like this, they can't go another step, oh God. That they're ready to give up and throw in the towel. God, and keep them. Encourage their hearts, oh God, to receive the promise without the plan. Lord, we just love you and we praise you. It is in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As always, thank you for joining Yasha. Young and sharing his anointing. I am Elder Shanina Walker.